This podcast is brought to you by She Society, sharing the perspectives and stories of women Australia-wide. Hello and welcome to Buzzing About Books with Michelle Beasley. Uh, this episode of Buzzing About Books is dedicated to my auntie Eileen, who shared my love of reading and was the biggest fan of my very own writing and all my uh, articles on She Society. So this is for you, Auntie I. Now, since I spoke to you last, I've been on a roll, which is wonderful. Every book I've read have been great. So they've been from all different genres, all different authors. So I thought today's episode, I'd talk to you about a few of those and some of the wonderful new releases from 2019. Also, I've been to the CYA conference, the Everything's a Genre. So that was yesterday, so I'm still buzzing about that one. And I was also invited to the opening of the Brisbane Writers' Festival. So I can tell you a little bit from the launch about who's going to be in town and some of the events that you might like to see. So thanks to my friend Amy Delman for inviting me to that. That was a great night under the stars at the State Library on the terrace. So we were very lucky that she were invited to go there. All right, so back to some of these books. Now, one of the first events that I went to, my writerly one this year, was to see Marlena Marchetta. And thanks to Cass Moriarty, who was the MC for that occasion, she invited me to come along and meet Marlena. Marlena, now, most of you will know her from Looking for Alabrandi, which is a very, very well-loved movie. And half my girlfriends who saw it back in the day are still huge fans of Melina and have read all her work. So I hadn't read anything of hers, but I knew that she was an important writer and I just loved her newest book, The Place on Dalhousie, I think is how you say it. It's a family saga and it's about... Well, a romance between Rosie Gennaro and Jimmy Haler. Now, she meets him in a flood after she's left her house in Sydney. She was daddy's girl and he remarried a woman called Martha. Martha's living in her family home, so Rosie took off and headed to Queensland. This is where she meets Jimmy. Uh, When she goes back, um, she has to live in the house with Martha so there's struggles as you can imagine between those two and Jimmy re-enters Rosie's life so it's just a lovely picture of uh, Italian families and the neighborhood where Melina remembers growing up so yeah it was a really unforgettable story and it was about losing love finding love for both of the main characters so I really loved it and read it very quickly. Um, It sort of just really touched my heart and I'm sure that you will all love it too. So this is what it says on the front cover, four lives, one house and not enough room for everyone's baggage. So that's from the best-selling author of Looking for Ella Brandy, Melina Marchetta, The Place on Dalhousie. So try and read that one. Try and get your hands on that one. So that was... A good family story. One I've been really waiting for is from Kerry Greenwood, who writes um, the best-selling Franny Fisher series. Now, she also has another series about 
um, the baker, Karina Chapman, and this is the one I like best. It's set in Melbourne where Karina's a baker and she lives in the insula and you find out all of the characters who live in the insula and it's always um, a detective's type story with something going wrong. Uh, she helps her um, boyfriend Daniel who... Uh, always is like a kind of private investigator. So even uh, wherever she goes, Karina seems to find trouble, but she can solve mysteries. She's got a lot of contacts within the community and, yeah, just a, a really well-drawn character that I know you'll love. Um, I dare you not to have a gin and tonic every afternoon after reading it. That's one of the highlights for me. So thank you, Kerry Greenwood, for reminding me how much I love a gin and tonic on a hot afternoon so yeah this is the seventh in the series and we've been waiting and waiting for this one it took a really long time for this one to come out so yes I enjoyed that one it's fun and contemporary and yeah I think you really love it but maybe start with the first one in the series which is called earthly delights there's earthly delights heavenly pleasures devil's food trick-or-treat Forbidden Fruit, Cooking the Books, which I really remember loving Cooking the Books, and this one, which is The Spotted Dog. So it's a mystery of where the spotted dog has gone. You'll, you'll really love it. Another great Australian writer. So that's two Australian writers who've got the big tick from me. Now another one, also Australian, um, she's been published all over the world though, uh, she's the daughter of a Russian mother and Australian father and that's Belinda Alexandra and a lot of people enjoy Belinda's books. I've got a whole shelf here, I'm in my library so there's uh, Wild Lavender, Sapphire Skies, Tuscan Rose, so all of those sorts of books but the new one is called The Invitation. And it's a little bit different. It's set in the Gilded Age in New York where there's a lot of um, money and power associated with that and the new money and people trying to outdo each other in the lavishness of their lifestyles. So I really enjoyed that. The other thing I enjoyed that was that it's, the story started in Paris in 1899 and Emma Lacasse is the main character. She's an artist who's been estranged from her older sister and she has a, a gorgeous boyfriend who she's in love with but his name is Claude and he doesn't want to marry her so that's a bit of a dilemma for her. So when her sister Caroline who's married to a wealthy American asks her to come over and coach her daughter for the debutante ball she loves her niece so she decides to go um, she hopes for an emotional reunion with her family but she finds herself in the grip of her charismatic and very manipulative sister so you can imagine all that goes on in that gilded era so yes that's a really good one from the best-selling author of the Tuscan Rose and it takes you away from reality for a while it's, and it teaches you all about different times in uh, history so yes that was another excellent read Belinda Alexandra's The Invitation yes Annie I would have liked that one too now I also read Charlotte Nash's The Paris Wedding so I when I went to the Ara 
um, writing, all, all the romance um readers come and meet their favourite romance writers so Charlotte from Brisbane was one of those and yes so anything with Paris as you know I can't resist something with the Eiffel Tower on the front so this one was just quite a, a good contemporary read so Rachel West chose not to move to Sydney with her high school sweetheart Matthew um, now Matthew is marrying someone else and Rachel is invited to the wedding, which is a lavish affair in Paris. So she's unprepared for what the week can bring and I don't think I'm giving away any secrets. She meets a handsome photographer along the way and we'll see if magic happens. So another good Brisbane author, The Paris Wedding by Charlotte Nash. My, oh, this one, I've never read anything like it. I have read Mary Rose McColl before and enjoyed her work. This one was amazing. It's the true story of Maddie Bright. Now, it tells the story of 17-year-old Maddie who was a servant until she accepted a job on the royal tour of Australia by Prince Edward, um, Prince of Wales. So Maddie's a great writer. Her father was a very famous writer, but the war has caused him a lot of problems. So her talents soon um, catch the eye of everyone around her and the respect of Helen Burns, who's the press secretary. So she gets more and more uh, work heaped upon her and she just loves it, answering mail for the prince and sending letters all over Australia. So his assistant, um, Rupert Waters, is also a big part of the story. So she starts at the job just to help out her family and, and give them a bit of money, but she suddenly becomes embroiled in all the royal secrets and uh, decades later she's living in a ramshackle house in Paddington, Brisbane. The only friend she has is Ed, her drunken but devoted neighbour. She shouts at the news, um, at the television news, and a young journalist from London, Victoria Bird, is trying to get in touch with her. Gradually, we hear from uh, Maddie about the story of Rupert and Helen. Um, so it's set in 1920, 1981 and 1997 and the strands of the story stretch across continents and time. So I, I just loved Maddie as a character. I really wanted everything to be right for her and, of course, she's a writer like me. I found her very endearing and by the novel's close, uh, you hear this full story, so it really keeps you on your toes. You don't know where it's going to go for a long time. And, yeah, excellent work by Mary Rose McCall. Highly recommended. And she's a local Barden author, so well done. The other one that is very special to my heart is Maya Linnell. Now, Maya is an Instagram friend of mine who I finally met at the Romance Writers Conference in Sydney, and she's one of the most friendly people that I've ever met. We sort of looked across the room and raced over and said hello, and since that time, Maya contacted me to see if I would be MC um, to talk at our local Ashgrove Library when she 
launches her book Wildflower Rich. So it's out already. She's now doing a tour of the country, which appears to be going really well. So Alan and Unwin kindly sent me a copy of her book, which is in the rural romance genre. Now, I've read a bit of rural romance. I like Rachel Johns. I've read Talk of the Town and a few like that. So I do know a little bit about rural romance and know a lot of rural romance authors. But Myers is actually one of the best I've ever read, especially to think it's her debut. So she started off as a journalist and you can tell that she grew up in the country. She knows so much about it and she makes you feel for her character, Penny McIntyre. So Penny is a high-powered businesswoman who lives in the city, is engaged to another professional man. Then she's floored by a mystery illness and has to go home to the family farm, much to her disgust. When she returns to the small country town where she grew up, everyone knows each other and she's confronted by her dad and three sisters and what's happening in their lives. Now, when her dad has a little accident, uh, Tim, who is one of the farm workers, campaigns to buy the property and Penny has to choose between her city life and her country life. So there's lots of dramas along the way. Now, Penny was such a great character. You really liked her and you really hoped that she would eventually end up at the farm, but... She really wanted to go back to the city. So the story tells about four sisters, one farm, and a second chance at following your heart. Rural romance at its very, very best. So Maya Linnell, I'm sure there'll be many more books to come and congratulations on your debut. So if you'd like to see Maya and hear her story, we'll be at Ashgrove Library on August the 27th, uh, 22nd, sorry, 22nd from... Uh, six to seven that's where the seven came from from six to seven so yes book in with Brisbane libraries and as I said if you look on her Instagram and Facebook page she is appearing all over the country at the moment so well done Maya wonderful debut novel so what what else oh another one by a Queensland author gee we're talented here now this author I've been watching her um work since she first began so the first story I read from Josephine Moon was called The Tea Chest and I just just loved it and since then she's done oh four or five novels I would think and I've read them all so uh, one was The Beekeeper's Secret set on the Sunshine Coast she had The Chocolate Promise which was set in Tasmania and now this one is a little bit of a departure for her it's the gift of life so it tells the story of Gabby McPhee who's the owner of the Tin Man which is a chic new cafe and roasting house in Melbourne now the thing that has happened to Gabby is that she's recently been struggling with a heart transplant so but everything seems to be behind her and life is looking up until a mysterious customer appears in the cafe. And this lady is convinced that Gabby has her husband's heart beating inside her chest. So you can imagine how that makes them both feel. So Crystal is the widow who's struggling with her husband's death and she's convinced that Gabby holds the clues she needs to move to a 
brighter future. There are a few unanswered questions over her husband's death. So the two women come together and try and unlock some of the secrets in Evan's heart. And by doing this, they can free their own hearts and, and move on. So it's really about love and loss and it reminds you about the priceless gift of life. So probably yeah, probably my favourite of Josephine Moon's books so far. It um, makes you think, makes you remind you to take every day as it comes. And yeah, really loved it, Josephine. Well done. So Josephine's a Sunshine Coast author, another local. So that's one to look out for, The Gift of Life. And lastly, what am I reading now? Well, as you can see, I've read a lot of different types of books. I've read mysteries, family sagas, historical fiction, uh, rural romance, um, contemporary romance. So I thought it was time for a change of pace. So I'm on to one of my favourites, Dervla McTiernan. Her second book, The Scholar, has come out. So I'm halfway through that one now and loving it. It's got the same uh, main character as the last book, The Ruin. So it's all about Cormac, Detective Cormac Riley. Now his partner, Emma Sweeney, stumbles across the victim of Hit and Run outside the university where she works. Um, there's a security card which identifies the dead woman, but that's not the woman who's actually, um, the, that woman is alive. So then they have to find out who it is, what's happened, and I'm still in the processes of trying to work out what's happened. So there's a lot of few red herrings in there that are taking you off on different directions. So I still don't know who done it, and Dervla is a master at this sort of work. So it was my pleasure to meet her last year during the Brisbane Writers' Festival, once again at Ashgrove Library, one of the nicest people I've ever met. So, yes, look out for that one if you like a tense thriller, The Scholar. It says, um, atmospheric and beautifully paced with nuanced characters and a gripping plot, The Scholar has it all. And I think most people would really enjoy that. I'm going to give those two to my husband next. Set in Ireland, quite gritty. So yes, the scholar is what I'm reading at the moment. Now, uh, another bit of news that was really exciting is that Trent Dalton's Boy Swallows Universe is going to be made into a play um, by Queensland Theatre. They've got the rights. Sam Strong got the rights. So although I must be the only person in the world who hasn't read Trent's book yet, every one of my friends and family says it's the best book they've ever read. So I'm going to borrow my son's girlfriend's copy of that one and give that a read soon. So, yes, yeah, so Trent Dalton's Boy Swallows Universe, one of the best books in the world I've heard, is going to be made into a play. So that's exciting news and good on Queensland Theatre for um, putting on such a, a local author's work. We're really excited about that for next year. So the Writers' Festival, now that's coming up in September. So um, I went along to the launch and Kerry O'Brien, the newsreader, was there um, and... Zoe Pollock, the CEO, talked, and John Birmingham was the 
uh, keynote speaker and he spoke so eloquently eloquently on how things are changing in the world so he started off talking about the ice caps melting and went from there it was just like oh I'm not worthy I should stop speaking right now stop writing right now he is a very good keynote speaker so we were very lucky to see him in person so I took my writing partner Kelly and we go to the Writers Festival every year, sometimes for a couple of days and sometimes maybe one day, but this year looks very good. One of my favourite authors, Rosalie Ham, who wrote The Dressmaker and her new book is The Year of the Farmer, so she'll be there. Um, Jasper Ford uh, will be discussing his new book, Early Riser. Um, new York Times bestselling author Karen Thompson-Walker We'll discuss her latest novel, The Dreamers, and Anne Weisberger. This one sounds great. It's a stunning new historical fiction work called The Glove Maker. So it's set in 19th century Utah and it follows an extraordinary heroine through the inhospitable Utah, Utah backlands as she struggles to survive in a violent and brutal world. I think I'll try and go along to that one. So that's on Saturday 8th of September. Now, all of these are part of the new Meet the Author series, which will be at Riverdex at the State Library of Queensland. So it's a more intimate way of meeting your favourite authors. And it's a good one for book clubs or writing groups to get together so they can discuss their favourite works with these sensational international and homegrown authors. So Meet the Author, great event. Now, another new installation for this year is Tiralira by the River. So it's a new, um, inspired by Jessica Anderson's Miles Franklin Award-winning novel, Tiralira by the River, um, Anna Spiro has created a bespoke hub for the Brisbane Writers' Festival. And... Um, you can catch up with friends there, buy some books, just soak up the atmosphere and there'll be lots of free events in there, included craft workshops, open mic sessions. So that's a great new installation you'll be able to see if you come along to the Brisbane Writers' Festival. Of course, favourites like last year's Angel's Palace, there'll be lots of um, performances there, panels, conversations and this year the Brisbane Writers Festival's theme is um, uh, This Way Humanity. So it focuses a lot on Indigenous stories this year and also about uh, the changing role of stories and writers in our society. So in our digital age, we can get together more than ever and this program celebrates our humanity and sharing our unique stories. So what a wonderful theme for this year. Now other authors that you'll be able to see, I'm looking forward to seeing Jane Caro who um, wrote the book Accidental Feminists. Um, she says women over 55 changed everything. It was unexpected and unexpected intended and she'll be speaking to Claire Press about how these accidental feminists change the world. So that sounds like one for me. I'm one of those over 55s. So yes, that'll be a good one. Um, there's also Eve L. Ewing. Now she's 
talking about 1919, which is the Chicago race riot of 1919, one of the most intense riots of the red summer of violence across United States cities. But it's an event that's widely unknown. So in her new book, she explores this event, which lasted eight days and resulted in 38 deaths and almost 500 injuries. And she does that through poems recounting the stories of everyday people who tried to survive and thrive in the city during that time. So that will be wonderful. There are politicians like Kevin Rudd there. He'll be talking about his memoir. Also, Kerry O'Brien will be doing his memoir as well. So a few memoir writers there. There'll still be the um, very popular Love YA. And just before it, we'll be doing the closing address. So he'll be talking about his best-selling Thursday Next series and we'll explore what could possibly happen in the future when we dare to imagine. So that sounds really good. Of course, the opening um, will be a highlight, the Marion Taylor opening gala. Uh, They've got um, writer, actor and comedian Stephen Oliver and a stellar lineup of spoken word artists like Australian Slam Poet winner Solly Raphael and also the rapper Baker Boy. So, yeah, very cool opening night special there. So look out for that one. It runs from the, let's see, 5th to the 8th of September. So you've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to see sessions. You can get passes for a couple of days or yeah, just pick out here and there what you can get along to. And also great um, local authors like Charlotte Nash will be there. Uh, let's see, lots of other people that you would know. Uh, Beck Max chairing a few sessions. She was at the launch. So, yeah, try and get your hands on the Brisbane Writers Festival program where stories live and head along in September for some great writers. We go every year, so I might see you there. Now, the other one was on the weekend, and that's the CYA conference. So it's the Children and Young Adult Writers and Illustrators Conference, which I've been to before two years ago. This year, they started a new section, which is Everything's a Genre. So on the Sunday, it was not just children's writers, it was writers of every genre. So romance writers, fantasy writers, science fiction, and Belinda Murrell, the um, children's author, was our keynote speaker. And then we branched off into sessions. So I saw Ali Blake, the organised writer, who told us a lot of stuff about just getting yourselves organised and ready to write to stop that procrastinating. So lots of good tips in there from Ali. Um, Then I saw uh, later on um, Edwina Shaw, who's writing memoir, and she told us all about writing our own memoir. And she's also a yoga teacher, so we did a bit of yoga, which... Most friends know that I love a bit of yoga, lots of writing exercises and, yes, made me keen to finish my romance and start writing memoir. So thanks for that, Edwina. And I'll be interviewing Edwina for Buzzing About Books when her next novel about Bjorki Peterson comes out. So that will be uh, one to watch out for. 
Now, then I went on to um, one of my friends and USA Today bestselling author Amy Andrews. She told us about romance and she's always hilarious. She's a great girl, Amy, and she'd come down from her home in Yapoon for the day. And, yes, yeah, so we got a lot out of that section. And I really felt more confident about my own work after hearing Amy because some of the things that or the rules that people told you she should follow, Amy um, sort of made me feel like I was going in the right direction and that I was doing the right thing. So thank you to Amy for that one. Uh, we also had a panel session, which was great. It was all publishers and writers all talking about the different paths to publication. So I enjoyed that one too and got lots of tips from there. And then the last session um, was writers, publishers, editors talking about genre and what it means to them and what sort of genres they write in, what a um, uh, editors looking for at the moment so yeah it was a great question I write in a few different genres uh, primarily romance but I also dabble in children's writing memoir writing and short stories so I think that's why I never get writer's block as well as she society I've always got something else that I can work on if that one's not working today so that's a good tip from me is to just diversify your writing and hopefully you won't get writer's block so yes, everything's a genre, whether you're a children's writer. Some of my friends I met at the children's conference were there the day before, so I didn't go to the whole conference, just the last day and the networking dinner the night before. But yes, it looks like the children's part was, as usual, very good. So thanks to Tina Clark uh, and her team and her family. They do a great job putting this on. It's a, a wonderful event. So if you're a writer, look out for that next year. Uh, in July in Brisbane so we have writers coming from I met people from Darwin and Melbourne and Sydney so all over Australia people come from it's a wonderful um, conference and a way to network with other writers to be with your tribe so think about that one if you're an aspiring writer so that's all from me I think today that's enough about buzzing about books I think I'll go and have a read now that's made me a bit tired but so bye for now, stay sparkly and happy reading. This podcast is brought to you by She Society. 